So I'm starting to think that this seems like it should have been obvious from 21 Jump Street, but one of my moves uh, one of my like kind of like activities for the weekend whether it's solo date or with a group it's kind of a cafe vibe right Otto's got a lot of cafes I've spoken about the few that are in my location so in my location, I'm not talking about Tim Hortons coffee, but like, you know what I mean? Like there's the second cup, which is down the street for me. There's also Belmont. There's also Happy Goat. You know, trendy spots for people my age range. Got a nice little vibe to them. And in the daytime, you can work out of there. If you work remote, they're good for meeting places. I had this meeting at one, it was called something like Cafe Delice. This is actually where I had the meeting that was supposed to turn into a, into this, um, this remote, uh, media basically media job i guess you could say handling the media the audio and the video for this one organization so the meeting was there so there's a lot of these cafes around town and i wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it's a light bulb moment but if i'm not going to be drinking you got to find a venue of sorts that's gonna allow for you know the intake of culture and a place where one can bring like I said whether it's a date whether it's a comrade from work whether it's just a random friend even if it's fam or just go solo and vibe out that's kind of my it's my little strategy and since it's still early well I have to be up fucking early tomorrow man fuck whatever I gotta do this flyering thing cause my aunt's bouncing out of town tomorrow so I gotta see her before uh, she leaves so I gotta get up early, flyer, and then go check her out. But the point is, I kind of want to go check a cafe vibe right now, see what's cracking in old Ottawa South. So that's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna head over there right now and see if there's anything that looks like. There's some vibes to be had. Because we need a vibe, right? We all need vibes. We all need something to 
look forward to on a recreational tip. Anyway, I'm kind of somewhat repeating myself, but I want to hammer this point home. Especially for the, the former alcoholics. Not everything needs to be, not everything needs to be a club. Not everything needs to be, not everything needs to go into the direction of a, like I was saying with this Mercury Lounge thing, right? Oh yeah, the music's great. And you can, some people got that kind of self-control where they can go up in a, in a club with a hundred people getting blackout and maintain a level of, or completely maintain their sobriety. I'm at a point where I know I can, but I still don't want to risk it. I still don't want to even have to, you know. You see, it's one thing when you go to somebody's like house for dinner and they're serving wine or people are having beer or even smoking weed. That was happening on Thanksgiving. There were some weed smokers. But when it's a matter of um, you know, you're in a venue where part of the purpose is not just the music. And I feel like in the Ottawa context, unlike MTL in Toronto, people go out specifically. It's almost like the arts part of it is secondary and the getting fucked up is the first and foremost concern. It's like, yeah, we're going to go do Mali. Yeah, we're going to go do Zan. Yeah, we're going to go do Coke. Yeah, we're going to go do all kinds of other shit, random shit. We're going to go pop pills and then we're going to listen to some DJs. Meanwhile, you're there and you're kind of posted up at the DJ booth, just, you know, shooting the shit with the DJ about the tracks and the music. And it's just such a weird dynamic because you know that, you know that when there's a hundred people there, there's only probably 15 that are really there for the music. I'm gonna, ext- I'm gonna extend this recording, hold up. I'm taking this Operation Mend the Mind quite seriously. I know I kind of throw it around in a loose format, loose kind of jokey, clownish format, but it's actually something that's, you know, weighing on my mind a bit. It's like, how do we, or how do I, kind of healthily, healthily re-emerge onto a social scene without having to worry about the trappings of, you know, the drinkers, the partiers, the molly poppers. Part of it too is just location. And again, not every event lends itself towards that, but 
like I'm saying, cafes might be these late night cafes. They don't all open late, and that's probably better. I don't want to be out till till midnight drinking coffee. You know what I mean? But they serve food too, right? And that's kind of why the that's why the spot that I used to do an event at that uh, eventually burned down. It was a good spot for that. It opened late. They'd serve food. You get your nachos. I mean, we'd be drinking there too, but you could get a variety of interesting drinks and food till late. The kitchen open, kitchen's open late. You can um, take advantage of that. Fuck, I'm going the wrong way. All right, I'm going to walk backwards. So yeah, and I think my message to everybody out there battling some form of addiction or trying to recover, not everything needs to be, not every outing needs to be a party scenario. You all should know this. I'm not saying anything mind blowing or groundbreaking or light bulb-ish. But if there's people out there who are like a few steps behind in their recovery process, I'm trying to talk to y'all, right? I'm not trying to talk to the person that has their whole life figured out, supposedly. I'm trying to talk to those who are kind of like trying to figure out how to make their way. So it's all these little things, you know, all these little steps, social gatherings, trying to catch a vibe with, trying to interact with somebody. It's like the, my, my supervisor do that work. We were having some good convo, cracking jokes, but I was also careful and cautious not to go, not to get too, 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 clownish and friendly with the man, you know? I wanted to focus on the job, get the job done. We got the job done early-ish. And you wanna, you wanna kind of present the image. It's not just, it's not just presenting an image, but it's like, okay, this dude is about the work and the business. He's serious about this. He's not just, you know, here to kind of, you know, rant on, talk shit, clown around, and not really work. I'll be back in a second. I gotta use the washroom. Hold up. Part of this operation, mend the mind. Definitely, you know, this whole post-alcoholism, post-drug addiction, you know, quasi-celibacy thing. That's got to, well, it's not like it has to come to an end, but I'm, I'm now at a point where I'm thinking like, you know, give me one second, I'm going to use this hand sanitizer. It's like, all right. You want me 
be back in action, right? Because that's a long spell of kind of quasi-celibacy. It's like a little bit of dating here and there, but for the most part, it's been a operation fix itself and kind of now and it's also partially seasonal you know how they always say you know get your get your game going around the winter season I mean I'm not saying it's part of that but this is kind of the reflections like I don't necessarily want a long winter of you know absolutely no action whatsoever so anyway peace out folks thanks for listening basically all the buses i gotta take are like within 10 minutes so i got some time i'll just keep expanding on this whole, you know, not dating in a post-alcohol, post, in a, sorry, a post-alcoholic uh, and post-drug recovery phase, just because if you're not, if you yourself are damaged, so to speak, mentally, and there's always just the random smashing, there's the random bullshit of Tinder and plenty of fish. But that, that itself ain't healthy. I remember being three months sober and matching with somebody on Tinder going on this date. The date was, it was basically within three days, end up back in her place. And I'm just kind of like, this is not really what I should be doing in order to, yeah not what I should be doing in order to really get myself in a proper mental space is this unnecessary how would I say because I remember telling a friend I had at the time he's like oh whatever fuck it smashing is smashing and I remember thinking to myself like yeah but it was it's like I wasn't even three months sober, actually. It was in a January, so I had stopped drinking January 1st, basically, of 2016. And this whole Tinder thing happened, like, within three weeks. So, three weeks clean. It's also funny, three weeks clean feeling like I was on top of the world. But that wasn't really the case at all, right? So basically, you gotta fix self first before worrying about any of these conventional kind of like bullshit like Tinder or Plenty of Fish or Bumble or any of this. You yourself have, have, have had decades of the abuse of you know, drugs and alcohol. And then now you're trying to reemerge and scoop normal people. You know, it's not really a. How would I say? It shouldn't be the focus.
at all. The focus should be fixing self. It's interesting seeing all the college kids getting ready to go, to go do what I would have done 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, fuck. Even four years ago, three years ago. Three to five years ago, I would have been in a, a more debaucherous state. And it's kind of like, you know, when people are partying or drinking for purposes of the social gathering of the so <laughs> this dude tried to give a high five to the bus driver she wasn't having it Sarah Taylor is that a she or a he yeah it's a she she wasn't having it that's funny People get so friendly when drunk, it's like... Not everybody wants to... be overly friendly. So anyway, this whole... This is probably a theme that I've... I'll be expanded on more in the proper studio setup. Where I'm in my, more of my comfort zone, but... I think it's something that some of y'all might relate to. Because some of the people I met in the recovery scenarios had that same kind of feeling of like, why the fuck am I trying to date? Why am I trying to randomly fuck people? Or why am I trying to fuck people that go to AA? Or why am I trying to fuck people that go to, you know, whether it's smart recovery, NA, whatever it is, you know? Some people can just fuck randomly. But I think when you've damaged various parts of your brain through drugs and alcohol, it's not as simple as that. You know what I mean? And I think this is where the concept of really working and developing self comes into play. this is also why I'm not really interested in like like I have a plenty of fish account I have a tinder account I go on there more just to, to go on there and to swipe right and say I did it but it's really a waste of time you know I'm far more interested in real life interactions which is what I'm trying to work back towards instead of this weird contrived artificial scenario of um, you know tinder and plenty of fish and the thing is too like I sort of ran wild on Kijiji I think I've spoken about this I ran wild on Kijiji personals back in like you know 2007 8, 9 plenty of fish same thing 2000 two, plenty of fish was really up until like 2014 15 tinder was kind of the same thing when it was a more of a novelty 
and people were it was a new platform and people were like more I don't want to say experimental but people were into it more that guy was that was crazy yeah. um, people um, were kind of more willing to give it a benefit of a doubt of it as a platform but now man I don't really give a fuck about Tinder man I'm more about real life shit I know that kind of goes that's a con that's like runs contrary to my a lot of my pro social media um, philosophy but even with my pro social media philosophy right now I'm not really like obsessively spending time on there it's a tool right it's how it's supposed to be used even sliding into the DMs on IG is kind of like it's not a natural thing for me even though it's natural for some of the the younger gen I think I think we're moving towards more of a let's get back into the real life interactions versus the artificial interactions right so all that to say I guess kind of the the self-imposed quasi celibacy scenario is coming to an end fairly soon and by fairly soon I mean within a month it's not like there's a plan on it it's not like there's some strategy it's not like there's some master plan where I'm sitting around is there a fight about to happen anyway it's not like there's some master plan where I'm like it must happen by a certain date I must I must scoop somebody by a certain date but it's more about um It's more about putting yourself in scenarios where you can meet more people naturally. I also don't want to go into the work environment looking at like, okay, who are the sexiest, you know, women in this work environment? So many people have that philosophy. Me, I'm just like, I'm there to do the job, the end. I'm not trying to get caught up. Oh, who, who, who can I vibe with on a sexual level here? It's like such a, it's such a stupid way of thinking, even though a lot of people do that in their work environments. You know, maybe if it was Tim Hortons or something, it'd be different, but you know what I mean? Not in, this, not in a more serious work environment. And I guess that's not really naturally how I am anyway, so. I can't really be too fixated on that. All right, one of these buses, one of these buses I'm gonna get on soon. Got maybe a few minutes. So I'm gonna end the recording and then pick it up on the bus again. So sorry for all that vent this ventilation noise can't control that i should wait to record at home but i'm in the mood right now so part of this quasi avoidance of romantic scenarios ah ventilation's off great 
a lot of it's got to do with, you know, no self-respecting girl is going to want to fix her up or someone who mentally needs a certain amount of attention or needs to needs to adjust properly to you know quote unquote conventional society or adjust to reality nobody wants that right those that do you see them in a lot of hoodie scenarios where it's like two people who definitely aren't a good fit but they stick together for various reasons so I just moved seats and I want some of that air the windows in the back of the bus don't open so let me go back actually you don't want to be a, uh, a fixer-upper, so to speak. You want to have your shit together. And that don't mean that you can't date at all until you are of a certain, whether it's financial standard. What the fuck is this guy doing? Some shit going on in the streets. We're in South Ottawa, Bank and Hunk Club. The heart of South Keys. Anyway. You want to be able to bring something to the table other than just, you know, your dick or some conversation, right? Now, some girls are about that. But in other cases, like I said, self-respect in women they need more they wanna it's like a full package kind of a thing and so that's where I'm at mentally and that's where I hope to progress to and it's not just hope to progress to I'm on the way there you know I'm on the way there it's just a matter of getting out of my own way and the obstacles. I know some of y'all are probably experiencing this same shit. You're avo- avoiding certain situations because you don't think you're ready. Truth of the matter is there's never going to be a right time, right? You're going to have to quote-unquote pull the trigger at some point. You're going to have to take a jump, take a risk at some point. You're going to have to put yourself in uncomfortable scenarios at some point. You can't just straight up wait for the grand moment where it's like everything falls in place all the stars are aligned because that shit ain't gonna really happen you know 
think that's a story people tell themselves in their minds. It's a way of not actually acting. And I'm saying that knowing that that's probably myself, right? It's a way of me not acting on on things. It's not even like perfectionism. It's like just... It's just an excuse. Maybe some of y'all have created a series of excuses as to why you're not pursuing certain girls or certain guys or you're backing away from certain girls or certain guys or you self-sabotage when there seems to be a uh, prospect. I want y'all to know that it's never going to be perfect. So yes, you can't be a fixer-upper, but you also can't wait to be like the top dog, top shot caller. So this is where I'm at mentally. This is what I'm trying to accept mentally. Now it's just about taking action. Because it's one thing to understand it intellectually or philosophically, or to come to the realization, or to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, this is where I'm going wrong, but it all comes down to action taking, taking the risk. So, from this point forward, far more risk. Even with that, that one scenario from last weekend where I just rolled up on that girl and then and uh, got the number, didn't go anywhere, obviously. But, and it doesn't matter. It's not the point. The point is, you're putting yourself in a scenario that you would otherwise avoid. Right? South Ottawa, so you're hearing the the hood banter. This bus takes me right to my street. But to be perfectly honest, I'm gonna just stay on a little while. It's not really in the mood to be sitting at home right now. I go check out a cafe. South Ottawa is so hoodie, man. Like, it's. 
such a good vibe. Like I said, born and raised in this neighborhood, but seeing the effects of gentrification and you know how they're trying to develop the area, building condos and so on and so forth, trying to attract different types of, of residents of the community. But it's always gonna it's always gonna retain that hood vibe. It's always gonna have that hood experience. Like a good spot right now would have been that Tim Hortons at Bank and Heron. That's like the hood version of. That's the hoodie version of like balling out. It's going to that Tim Hortons. I don't even know if I really want an, an extra, another coffee. I think it's just I want to consume something. Stop us two stops away, but I am not gonna get off. Just can't be bothered. And I also I kind of miss these late night bus scenarios. I miss these late night kind of like getting a sense of the vibe of I lost my train of thought there I miss these kind of like good experiences that you only get on OC Transport anyway I'm going to stop this recording and then pick it up again Now we're at Billings Bridge. I'm gonna see what kind of people get on the bus here. No hood vibes yet. There's a lot of hoodie people around waiting for other buses, but. Nothing specifically hoodie happening on our bus right now. I'm just I'm listening to music off of my uh, my iPad. Got the iPad in the bag, and the earphones are busted. The volume controls don't work. The left earbud doesn't work. So pretty much I'm just listening to one earbud. I'm not gonna bother replacing that now. Rather use my money for other shit, but like energy drinks and coffee. <laughs> but um no it's a joke, but it's like a two hundred dollar expense. 
know how Apple does with their products. Charging motherfuckers like three zillion dollars for a charger. The thing with the Apple products, when you go to the Apple store and just buy what's there, whatever you need, you know it works, right? When you start fucking around with Dollarama and like Dollar Store and all these off-brand, you know, Apple chargers and shit, you tend to get what you pay for. I've learned that the hard way. It's like the amount of money I've blown on off-brand chargers. I could have just bought the original iPhone charger and had it for, you know, like I got this phone back Boxing Day, haven't had to have a new charger. Got the iPad probably in February. Charger's still fine. And I'm not trying to shill Apple. Like, I understand they, they're a multi-trillion dollar corporation that hustles people and so on, but I'm just saying there's a reason why their products tend to penetrate the, you know, the market of day-to-day society. take a little break on the recording anything happens I'll haul it back so we're basically in old Ottawa South just a quasi bougie environment where I tend to do a lot of flyering it's kind of like my jurisdiction as I live close by to this area we're kind of approaching lands downish yeah so it's bank and sunnyside bank and aylmer then we go over the bridge then you see lands down or i think they call it td place now this is where for those of you that don't know the the red blacks play right the cfl team this is where they play this is also where the auto fury play and the Auto 67's play. Right now we're passing Mayfair Theater. Mayfair and Bytown show like international movies uh, or smaller scale movies or movies that win in various festivals. They don't really show. You're not gonna see like the new Batman movie there or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? You're not gonna see Star Wars in this particular, those kind of theaters, Bytown and um, Mayfair. I've taken pictures of Bytown for those who follow on IG. Bytown is more closer to where I work. Uh, another small theater, very intimate vibe, has that old school kind of feel to it. It's another good place for taking dates. Although I don't, I I kind of have a thing against taking dates to movies it's not exactly the most interactive experience maybe when y'all are cool and y'all have been um, together a bit more but 
to go on a first date to a movie to me is strange, even though that's often a suggestion. I guess there's always the Netflix and chill scenario, right? Anyway, right now we're at Lansdowne. Plenty of people gonna get on here. also interesting seeing like the various personalities that operate late night right it's not all drinkers or like you know druggies there's like regular people doing shopping you know what i mean there's regular people just going for a walk there's regular people just hanging out So it ain't all a party vibe. Anyway, I'm gonna stop this recording and pick it up later. All right, I've randomly made the decision that I'm gonna get off at one of these stops, walk over to Elgin, and then walk to Rito. Okay, we're on Catherine. I guess we're on floor, actually. So, we're now around Argyle. The streets of uh, downtown. Do I really want to walk down here? Because the cop station's down there. I haven't done anything wrong, but I don't really want to, you know, be in black at night walk. I shouldn't even be out, period, I guess. You could argue that, but if I can just minimize how much of my interactions I have with these fucking cops, it'd be great. So now we're just taking a stroll. Get some steps in. It's a quiet night down here. We got my walk over to Gladstone. Yeah. Walk up to. Well, they opened a KFC here. God damn, man. Ottawa changing. It's vibe. We've got a KFC now. Seems to be a relatively quiet night down here. It's 11. 11 is sort of prime time for debauchery or the beginnings of debauchery. I guess things will jump off more around you know 2 a.m 3 a.m 
when everybody gets out of the, that's basically what it is right everybody gets out of the bar at once everybody's all liquored up and that's when people get into their little beefs so you know that's all that was it that was exactly around the, like i used to hate that shit when i was more of a partier the lingering downtown which is what i'm doing right now but the lingering downtown from between 2 to 4 a.m either catching a cab later on or just waiting for the bus because the buses would run at very infrequent hours you know, even though Ottawa has this vibe of a city that's, like, dead, it's pretty much a 24-hour city. Like, there's always something happening. Maybe not... Well, even club-wise, man, like, there's after-hour spots over in Gatineau. BPM, which is a nice little vibe. If you're into that kind of music, into, like, tech house and so on and so forth. Um, techno, harder techno. Hold on, let me use... Can I use this area right here? There's a camera. Give me one second. We got the BPM over, yeah, so after hours. So Ottawa's basically a 24 hour city. I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with the place. It's one of them cities, and I guess most cities are like this. If you know the little spots to go to, you can create an interesting kind of life and vibe for yourself. But if I would hate to be someone who just moves to Ottawa for working in, like, if you're somebody who just moves to Ottawa because you get a government contract and, like, your first, you know, three to six months here, that shit would fucking suck, man. Because you wouldn't know nobody, right? You wouldn't know the people that would take you to a BPM or take you to these various, to like overkill or whatever has popped up since then. On IG, I get sometimes, it's clearly a tactic, like there's this new venue and what they do is, you know these new venues and these club promoter type people, they'll like your posts in the hopes of you following them or whatever so they can like boost their follower count there's a few new venues that do this and some of the spots just look they're like the, the new generation of like kind of like hipster like hip-hop trap underground electronic kind of vibes And so anyway, so I extended the recording. Unless you know those venues, you're not going to have the grandest experience here. But again, like I say, that's probably similar for any city. Although I do feel like if I was to move to NYC right now, I'd probably be able to find things to do immediately. Montreal find things to do immediately. Toronto, same thing. LA, same thing. Or maybe this is just a story I'm telling myself. Who knows? Anyway, 
We're approaching an elegant street, so I'll start a new recording for that. Peace. Various folks partying. Having a nice little time. I'll also admit to part of my, you know, and this is for the people who are kind of in recovery. When I backed away from all that shit, I almost totally backed away from anybody who had a sniff of that kind of a life or a sniff of that kind of a vibe. And I've seen some of them again and hung out with them. And it's the same shit. Getting drunk extremely early, blacking out, passing out, throwing up. Same scenario. So it's kind of like there's no need to really participate in that. The key is to create newer social groups. And all that will come. But again, you got to take action. You can't just hope for a new social group. You got to put yourself in scenarios where that's going to happen more. Extending the recording. I've had this thing about going less than 15 minutes. And the current state of mind is that I don't really care. If something goes more than 15 minutes, so be it. If it does, whatever. All right, we're passing Elgin Street Diner right now. Elgin Street. Elgin Street. The way they used to position Elgin Street or market it was like Elgin Street was the more mature crowd. And the market was the more younger crowd. And like Up Bank Street was kind of a, a mix of both. Laurier had that Ottawa U crowd. It's changed now, I believe, though. So we're walking by Standard. Standard used to be one of my main spots. Come here on a Wednesday. Used to see Ian, DJ NDN, of a tribe called Red, when he's doing his residencies. I don't know if he does residencies in Ottawa anymore. He used to do one in Overkill, too, that was so sick. Oh man, I miss them days somewhat. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that guy just said. But I used to miss that. He had the, so DJ NDN had this overkill night. He had one at a standard. It was like standard Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and there was a next dude. Uh, Iggy Smalls who had a night I think he had a Wednesday or something and them nights used to jump off too well they they were during the week that's what I learned too when I tried to do my little Zephods Zephods which has since closed which has since closed <laughs> As a venue, it's called like 27 York or something. Anyway, I tried my little Wednesday night there. Didn't really jump off. Lasted maybe two, three months and they shut it down. 
So that was a failure. You learn from that. But then you learn that you also are not necessarily somebody who wants to be DJing fucking every single damn day. Or sorry, every single week. Oh yeah, and I used to have this. I was So at the time I was still drinking and then I had this chick that I was dealing with who lived in Lower Town. So sometimes I just leave the venue and then stroll over to Lower Town at like three in the morning. But then other times I would I would bust <laughs> I bust the song around because I lived in Elmville. So and Elmville is kind of like Southeast Ottawa. So I would bust from downtown to Elmville because that's the closest I could get. And then I'd walk from Saint to um, yeah, from Saint home to Elmville, which at the time also being like 100, 120 pounds or heavier. I guess I wasn't as heavy. I was probably like 80 pounds heavier. Seemed like such a task. But now it's like, I walk all kinds of distances and it ain't shit now. So, anyway. I'm gonna see if this McDonald's is open. This is more just a mission just to get a feel. I did this last week too, so at some point I gotta just roll up in one of these places. But I'm mentally not there right now. Mentally I'm just focused on like the work scenario and you know some fam shit and getting that together. I wonder, if it's, I wonder if that's a 24-hour McDonald's. Right, we're about to find out if this is a 24-hour McDonald's. It's a nice little walk, though. Get a little walk up Elgin. Elgin's actually surprisingly dead at the moment. I wonder if the market is doing a little bit better. I don't know if I'm gonna stroll through the market. What just happened? Oh, it is open. Here we go. Alright. 
got an extra large coffee, three cream, and three sweetener. Hey, David. Thank you. Kill this recording and pick it up. Maybe it's because back when I was partying, I was always in such a state of, you know, being mollied out or being drunk as hell that I always presumed that things were jumping off more than they actually were. It's dead right here. It's quite dead out here. I also just remembered this woman came out of one of the bars, probably in her late 30s, early 40s. I was thinking of this cougar bar called Maxwell's, which was basically like, you know, dudes go roll up on the, you know, late 30s to early 50s types. That was the vibe there. There were other spots where that would happen too. That would happen at Mercury Lounge, actually. I think I told a story about how... I was dealing with this one, this one woman who was basically a, a therapist and she essentially kind of used me as a case study, but not exactly. She would like try and like analyze me and shit. She got pulled from, she got scooped from this Mercury Lounge place. I was 26, she was 34, <laughs> I think. So it wasn't even that far off anyway, in age. So, walking past 
provincial courthouse. Soon to be walking past Shopify. City Hall was behind us. The NAC is further up. It's that Elgin Street vibe. It's dead, man. Maybe Ottawa really is the city that fun forgot. Despite all the propaganda about we're a bustling city where, you know, people are moving from the suburbs to Ottawa to open all types of trendy establishments and blah, blah, blah. But then again, I'm not involved in the nightlife, but based on what I've been seeing just today, and I think that other weekend, it's not exactly the case. I think this whole Ottawa being on the up and up is a myth slash propaganda that the mayor is pushing and that some employers are pushing to try and recruit people to come here. That's kind of my theory because as someone who's a lot of my day-to-day, -day, well, not right now, but someone whose day-to-day -day has been a lot in the streets and out and about, I'm not really seeing the level of cultural development. And maybe it's not true. Maybe I'm just, there's clearly something I'm missing that everybody else seems to know, I guess. So let me not speak in absolutes. But I still think a lot of that's propaganda and bullshit. It's like I read some article about they're needing to build a new venue, a music venue in Ottawa. I forgot where they were trying to um, open this venue. But one of the key, um, one of the key arguments is, okay, so you have, you're, you work in tech. You can work anywhere. You can work in any, big or quasi big or you know mini tech hub why would you choose ottawa what would drive you here it needs to be shit other than like housing prices right because transportation wise you're going to be driving on the queensway if you live in the burbs if you live in this city it's going to be hard to find a place that's affordable so why come here? This happened, I remember reading an article about this happened at Dell. When Dell, back in the day, tried to open up a facility or whatever. And like they couldn't get people to staff it because it, a lot of the time, a lot of it involves commuting across town and getting there either like an hour and a half early or being late. So people just said, fuck it. Makes sense, right? Makes a lot of sense. All right, so I've determined that I'm gonna take a stroll through the market. To an extent. Even though I gotta be up at like 
the latest six. And I can't snooze that fucking alarm. I gotta be up at six. Y'all are listening like, then let's go home and go to bed. It's not exactly something that I can articulate right now, but maybe as the days and weeks go on, I can articulate it more. I spoke about it, kind of trying to get reacclimated to being out and about. I know this is probably the worst, or not the worst, but not the good night for it, but you know. Hold on, let me take some pics here, actually. So I took one generic pic or a video for the IG stories. The thing is, there's only so much scenic. Some girls singing to some other clownishly singing to this next car. Anyway, there's only so much scenic video and photography you can take in Ottawa, right? Before it's like, what else is there to take pictures of? You know? I'm gonna chug this coffee and then keep recording. All right, so we're continuing on with the, the walk. Oh yeah, there's also Spark Street, which is a strip with quite a bit of venues, but it's fucking dead too, man. Everything is kind of dead. I know that once I get into the market, it'll be a different vibe, but... I am now at the point where I'm like, all right, I've seen what I wanted to see. If I actually wanted to see anything. And now it's time to mosey on home. And like I said at, or like I said some rants ago, some recordings ago, around, I think it's 12 when they start, they change the bus locations. So the buses, all the buses start to go on Rideau Street versus the bridge so now i gotta figure out i'm still early so but it also depends on it also depends on whether i'm gonna stroll through the market which i clearly am Now walking by Chateau Laurier, it's a 20 million star hotel. And all of these recordings from downtown, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna schedule them out as separate episodes. I'm just gonna drop them all within one episode. And y'all can throw it on on your Saturday 
you know, cleaning or your gym or your drive somewhere, driving out of town. I'm also still scheduling Thanksgiving recordings up until, up until Sunday. Fuck. A lot of shit got recorded. Still debating whether at some point to formalize these recordings into something for real. Maybe this contract will allow for that. That's something that I'll be straight away. Look, so I made this video for work and I guess it was like the talk of the week. And I didn't really have to do that much. It was like a combination of footage, logos, and some music. Oh boy, they're rolling up on somebody right here. This is gonna be worth videotaping. I'm gonna go videotape this. I look over the cops just rolled up on something or somebody. Oh yeah, this is a mess right here. Did they? Huh. They appear to be, I guess it don't matter. I'm just gonna do a casual stroll Nice little power walk. There's a lineup for some kind of venue here. I don't know, this is the place that used to be social. Social was a dope spot. Someone on my IG, someone I talked to on IG, this friend I have on IG, she was like, I've been sending her like music su suggestions or just like tracks. And she's kind of like, oh, have we thought about doing this like in some format? And I didn't really mention that I had been doing the DJing thing before, but it's something I may revisit. But again, the DJing at night and all this shit. Because it's one thing to be strolling around at 11.30. It's another thing to be in a venue till essentially 3 a.m which is what I was doing at Zephod's. But I don't know, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. It is pretty dead out here, to be honest. Various scantily dressed ladies. It's like it's way too cold to be dressed half naked, you know? But they look good, so, which is the point, I guess. walking past the U.S. Embassy. 
You know, I wonder what drives me to be doing this right now. Not just right now, but the overall concept of roaming. I can think back to NYC being 16, roaming around, going to QB, going to Queensbridge, going to, you know, Harlem multiple times. Going to the Bronx, rolling around, just being a 16-year-old, clearly out of my element. Clearly, I shouldn't have been um, there. And yet, there I was being the drunken or sorry not drunken I wasn't drinking at the time I was a um, 16 year old just almost getting myself into danger rolling around Queensbridge solo fuck kind of shit is that anyway we're in a fairly dead courtyard ain't a whole lot going on to be honest yeah, I think it's, this is a sign that it's time to, to pack it up. Well, to pack it up. It's time to go back. I mean, it's... Is it the fact that it's not even 12? I don't know. I'm not going to think too hard about this. It is fine and strange. Given my history partying down here and given what I'm seeing... It's like some may matching up. Or maybe there's a concert. And that's taking away some of the the people that would usually go out. I don't know. I really don't know. It's probably better anyway. Don't want to be dealing with too many idiots and their fucking comments. Like, this bar is straight up closed. Give me one second here. I'm just going to pick this up in another recording because this one's almost done. And now you can see the hustle and bustle. Jumping off right here. It's various lineups. So I got a a small window to catch the buses going southbound. I wouldn't mind a long route. One of the buses that goes kind of takes forever to get to where it needs to go. Some real drunk people out here. 
see what's cracking at Mercury Lounge. Mercury Lounge always a vibe. Okay, I gotta check the bus schedule again. Hold up. So I have two minutes to catch this one bus. Hopefully this bus is a long one. Also, hopefully it's late. I wonder if the mall's open because I gotta get through the mall to get to the transit way. Let's see how this go. So I got enough time either way. If this bus isn't a, a good prospect, there's another bus that can be taken within 10 minutes or so. Let's see. So of course the bus was early and since it was early, it took off as I was rolling up to it. So now the next option is go to the transit way and take whatever southbound bus there is. Right now we're in Rito Center. dead and empty in here. Basically learned, oh, this one dude is a janitor of East Ocean. I really asked him that question back in the day. Anyway, um, so now we know that kind of always known that nighttime Rito downtown core is essentially just kind of uh, unless you got a specific place to go catching the vibe ain't always the move but there's also the like I was saying before earlier hours earlier cafe thing and I saw plenty of random cafes so we know what we gotta do here we gotta lay the land y'all are listening to this like what the fuck are you talking about but <laughs> this is all it's all recon reconnaissance so we're gonna go home get up early deal with the fan thing oh sorry Gotta get up early, work, then do the fan thing. And then from that, do more work. So basically it's like deliver flyers, go say bye to fam, and then deliver more flyers. So ain't no thing. It ain't all zero out of ten, right? St 
still delivering flyers even though I got a more realistically better job. I mean, side hustle is side hustle, side gig is side gig, so it is what it is. Let me check this bus schedule. So we got one bus coming in five minutes. We've got a next bus coming in 11. I'm hoping the one in five minutes is the one that, you know, I can take. It goes all the way through the city of Herringate. Oh, it's gonna come in eight minutes, according to the TV. Let me take a picture of this, hold up. So the night's come to an end. Taking the longer bus route home, bus 44. Should be an interesting ride, goes through the hood of Herringay City. Most likely will pass out at some point. But the last stop is Billings, so whether or not I pass out, the bus driver will be like, you gotta get the fuck up and get off because we're at the last stop, boy. And it's a fairly packed bus too for the time. currently sitting in the cooperative seating area where it's reserved for if you got strollers or if you got canes or if you got one of those uh, push carts, that kind of thing. I'm occupying that space, so I don't imagine anybody's going to be coming on with a stroller at, at midnight, but you never know. some people being demonstrative at the front of the bus. It's the nature of late night bus rides. The bus driver seems to be cool with it though. And all in all, productive day, good day. I also got to read up on that election shit because that's coming up. Hold up a second. I got concerned because I'm like, wait a minute, is it in a couple days? But advanced voting is um, today. Special advanced, I already did. That was like from the 4th to the 7th. And then the real election day is the 22nd. So... I got to kind of read up on the, the literature and uh, be on point. Like I said, when I went to go vote, it was the most, I don't want to say Mickey Mouse, but there weren't that many people voting because it's local and people don't tend to give a shit about local voting. So it's going to be another one of them sit around all day kind of jobs.
It's all gravy, though. And even with this whole the kettle campaign thing, too, because I'm partially responsible for staffing it, I'll actually be hiring people. So I'll be interviewing people, hiring them. And then those who, just the nature of that kind of a job, people don't stick it through or they sign up early and then, you know, as the weeks go by, they drop out. So if I got to go stand, ring a bell, I ain't got no problem with it. Ringing the stringer bell. Ain't no thing for me. Stand, clown around, talk to people in the community. You know. And another thing with these conventional... I don't know. I don't want to keep talking about conventional jobs versus being self-employed. They both give you purpose. They both give you something... I don't want to say book forward to, but they both give you something that is some kind of meaning within your life. The thing is you spend a lot of your life working, so you want to be working, doing something that you can do day in, day out, forever. talking with my supervisor seems like he's had a variety of it's like everybody's had a variety of experiences and they end up where they end up right so and who knows maybe this 12 weeks will extend to something else depending on how it goes depending on how depending on what they need afterwards like who knows man you never know but if it can be extended, if it's a contract that's extended within the realm of what my actual specialty or expertise is, media-related audio and, you know, some video. I can do that all day for these people, man. I can do that all day for anybody. Maybe it'll be at that point that I'll really like when I was when I had that, you know, innovate versus play the game uh, rant. Maybe I'll just bide my time for 12 weeks and then come with the real quote unquote mastermind game plan afterwards. There's also these various meetings. Whoa. So yeah, there was some kind of scenario jumping off on the highway. Actually, let me, give me one second. Yeah, some situation jumped off on the highway. Don't know what that was about. Probably some traffic bullshit. But, uh, right now.
we get off the bus at this stop, we're going to have to uh, observe the flag people that are here. They don't want you to be run down by a truck. I think people who wanted to get down here are going to get down here. I don't, know if I don't think we have to take another bus. Right. They had some issue with like they were tarring the road or something. We were supposed to wait, but we didn't have to. They let some people off and then kept moving. Right now in Alta Vista, Smythe. Close to where I went to high school. So I'm going to be functioning on four hours of sleep tomorrow. It should be interesting. Then there's also the reality that like I slept so much yesterday, like after work, like four hours after work, and then I slept all night till what, 6.30? So I'm good to go, I guess. Definitely starting to fade though. that alarm on the iPad. The iPad alarm is way louder than the iPhone alarm, so. I'm gonna set that early. Set that early. Then I gotta text the supervisor, quote unquote supervisor, the flyer lady, gotta text her when I'm going out to go flyer give her five streets that I'm going to do. 
I guess it's just to be specific. Because usually I'm just like, yeah, I'm going out to, going out to, or I'll say something like, right now I'm around, you know, this particular area, which does nothing for them, I guess. They need to know the streets. battling in my head the whether I'm gonna keep doing the flyering there's this contract and then there's a big bigger contract and then after that I think like do I really want to be doing this in, in December probably not right going door-to-door -door flyering in December it's not worth it really So I'll do one more contract and then that's the end of that. Even when I was doing it in April, I was like, damn, it's a little too cold for this. gym I used to go to frequently now that the fall is coming I'm gonna have to start lifting again can't rely on the walking or at least walking less than I usually do they have this thing at Billingsbridge where you just walk up and down the mall it's an actual club where people pay for this thing they pay to go walk up and down the mall. I'm thinking I'm just gonna go in there, walk up and down the mall and forget paying them. I'm paying the mall on top of everything else, man. I guess they gotta make money somehow. It's more for seniors though. Yeah, see you later. Yeah. 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 
Also should probably volunteer one more, not one more time. We should vol be volunteering more at um. Well, I don't have time, right? Like I work, <laughs> I work eight to four, so there's no real volunteering unless it's like a day off or something. Actually, they act they have night. You can go to the food bank at night, certain nights. So I might volunteer them days, but. You know, we'll see how that goes. I'm already working in the industry, which the food bank kind of falls under. So, deep in the, the hood of Herringate, Herringate City. Baycrest and Cedarwood, we used to live on Cedarwood. That's where things went to zero out of 10 fairly quickly. I'm sure my story isn't unique. I'm sure there's a lot of zero out of ten stories coming out of Cedarwood and Herringay City. I think when this recording ends, this will be the last one of the night. Listen to some music for the rest of the ride. Fading out here. Don't got much to say, really. I'm just rambling and ranting. But that's the thing, is when you're your most tired, that's when the most random kind of quasi-creative shit comes out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, then on top of all the shit tomorrow, the work, the fam thing, the work, and then gotta pay some bills, go to the bank. Then becoming a normal member of society once again. An interesting feeling. Readjusting to being a quote unquote normal person, doing normal things, having a schedule that's not entirely my own but has some structure. I've already spoken about this. So. 
but it's a good challenge. Re-emerging as a normal, quote-unquote normal person. Because what is normal, really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we say normal and it doesn't really mean anything. But, you know. In any case, I'm going to end this recording. So, peace out. basically the last one on the bus and in order to keep myself mentally engaged on the, the eight minute walk home I might as well record right this is what I do I rant into my phone I rant into the studio setup ramble I rant my thoughts I can't say I regret the time spent kind of getting a vibe downtown, even though it was more or less dead. There was a little little quadrant of the market that was a bit live, but for the most part, shit was fucking dead. And it's all good. In fact, it's not all Fridays that It's not every Friday that jumps off in Ottawa. Sometimes it's the Saturday that jumps off. Sometimes it's like the Wednesday or the Thursday, right? I see a, I see a no-name truck. I'm gonna take a picture of that no-name truck. IG stories Just taking pictures of random shit <laughs> Just for IG <laughs> Oh man Give me one second I also just realized the problem with early morning flyering Especially in the later seasons Is that It's dark At 5, 6 a.m. But it doesn't really matter Right I just don't want to have too many dogs being barking or too many dogs barking at me for rolling up on the property, so on and so forth. But I want to get a substantial amount of that flyer and shit done early and then do the rest um, do the rest after I see my hands off. to get it done and stay active during the the Saturday took as much as I want to take an off day I think of I think of it more like having off hours instead of having complete and total off days having a good it's like I was saying where it's like I would back in the day when I was like 20, 21, I would do this shit where I would like lay down for eight minutes, time it. Whether I slept or not, I was kind of shut down for eight, nine, ten minutes. 
it's kind of the same thing having an off hour having downtime for a couple of hours i'd rather that than just waste an entire day you know what i mean and i also i'm also trying to be mindful of like i was saying in rants several rants ago during the day trying to be mindful of the fitness I want to stay, I don't want to become like an office guy that gains 30 pounds, you know, that might seem vain, but when you were over 300 pounds, it means a lot, you know what I mean, like, you don't want to go back to that, and it takes a lot to get back to that, but it creeps up, you know. And again, it's 12 weeks. It's not like I'm going to become 300 pounds in 12 weeks. But I'm also not going to be really eating too much. Like today they had, I already said this, but they had this shit. It's like hot dogs and chili. And it's like... And it wasn't even chili. It was poutine. It's like I don't eat poutine really. Nor do I really eat hot dogs like that. So just because it's being served and... The vibe is kind of like, well, what I learned was that what they serve, like, so I saw, so I got an email. It's like, this is the menu for the week. It's like, there's the breakfast, the lunch, and the dinner. And basically the staff eat the same food as, you know, the clients of the Salvation Army. So we, we eat the lunch that they eat which is cool and it's actually high quality food it's not like slop or some ghetto shit it's like actual it's what you would expect in a it's not low quality food let's just say that so there's that but again starting next week I bring my own lunch And it's also, I mean, it's the other thing too, man, is 12 weeks. So, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I shouldn't, I, you want to envision 24 weeks, 48 weeks, or however many weeks, right, in the future. But working under the assumption is 12. You just want to maintain, you know, you want to do what you gotta do for 12 weeks and not kind of like let other parts of your life slip. Like the dieting, you don't want to like just eat like shit because you were doing like a deskish kind of a job for 12 weeks, you know what I mean? Like it's stupid. <laughs> that's, that's just stupid. You gotta stay in control of your shit. So, and then I also, there's also the medical thing, right? The operation mend the mind. Now it's like finding time to 
do all these tests and do all these doctor's appointments. Um, with this, now that I have like an eight to four kind of a job. So now I gotta go on weekends to do it. So there's not so much idle time for the next 12 weeks. Like I say, I'm not in control of my time as much. And that's fine. It's just about time management. It's just about learning the ins and outs of time management. But that is, that's the thing. Having an extended period of months and months and months of being in control of your own time. Surprisingly, it hasn't been that much of an adjustment, but once I have other things to be dealing with, like someone left early today because they they left they left early because they were they were traveling so they're just like yeah I gotta go and I was like okay and even the man said the supervisor he's like yeah we're not clock watchers here it's a fairly relaxed environment so if you gotta go to an appointment you gotta go you gotta bounce you gotta bounce you know. So anyway, I'm now almost home. I'm now approaching. I'm now on my street, basically. So I don't know what entertainment this whole series of, of I think it's like eight or nine rants got y'all. I don't know how I'm going to schedule these out. Maybe I'll do half and half, you know, just so it's not a onslaught of rambling but um it's been an interesting night so y'all have a good night folks peace